Hi, welcome to Lead with Love podcast. I'm your host, Christy, and I am super thrilled to be sharing conscious content that I know will be a game changer for you in your life. Every aspect of our journey requires growth for change so that we can evolve into our best selves. And in each one of these episodes, we're going to lead with the intention to water our souls, feed our minds, and inspire ourselves to love more and deeper. It's so important that we begin to love where we've been, love where we are, and love where we are growing. You know, we, we've spent so many years just putting on mask after mask after mask after mask, uh, trying to be everything that the world wants us to be, right? And a lot of the times we wake up and we're like, who am I? How many of you are like, I don't even know who I am. I don't even know what I like, right? I, 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 I don't even know. I don't know. I just want to know who I am. Like, I want to I wanna know myself. And I love, I don't know if you've seen Zoolander, but I love that scene where Ben Stiller looks into the water on the ground and he says, who am I? (laughs) And it's a really funny scene, but it makes, it stayed in my mind for so long because I've asked myself that so many times. And actually today it was journaling because, you know, I'm I'm working through some personal stuff and as we always are, that'll never change. I mean, so we go (laughs) until we leave this planet, we're always going to be working, hopefully. But I wrote that question today, and, and this, is, this is what it just came to me, and, and I, I'll share it with y'all. I mean, I'm always vulnerable with you, but it says, you know, what's best for me will align with me. It will always find me. There are no accidents in this life. All souls who I co-create with are truly divine appointments. I let go, or the feeling of fear. I trust in the divine plan laid out for me. I trust spirit. I trust that I am being guided for my highest good and my highest evolution. And it's a constant, you know, reminder that I must go to that sacred space within myself and take that time to really honor what my soul is saying to me. And typically our soul is whispering to us. It's not typically, the ego is very loud, right? And the ego makes us fearful, it puts us into control mode, it puts us into get done mode. It's the ego does that. The ego can be very good, but the ego can be very damaging. And you know, for most of my life, I was going, I was being who I thought the world wanted me to be in order to get love and connection. Okay. In order to be a part of something bigger than myself in order to get attention because I, you know, I, I lacked getting positive attention when I was younger. I wanted to feel connected. And I thought, well, if I get a crown, if I get enough titles, if I, if I'm a good girl, if I'm a really good human, then that means I'm going to be worthy of love. I'm going to be worthy of connection and people will say, Oh, you're such a good person. You know, and I got value from that. I got, it was important for me for people to look at me and say, oh, she's a good person because she's a contributor to society. You know, she, she's not lazy. She sits around and she, or she, she gets things done and she makes things happen. And she, you know, and wow, what a lonely place to be. I, I actually got so far off my track. I, I, I started 
acting like the women that I looked up to. Not only did I act like them, I dressed like them. And I found myself talking like them. And I, I so lost who I was, you know? Like who, it was like I was two different people. One was who I thought the world wanted me to be, to be loved. And then the other one was crying to be, to really come out and be seen. And of course, as humans, we crave connection. You know, we just want to be a part of a community. And so the fear of being different, uh, a lot of times causes us to not do anything. It's just, you know, let me just stay under the radar. That's actually a slower death of the soul I've uncovered uh, because we're not truly embodying what it is our soul craves and longs for. We're all, we're really all just shedding away, you know, the layers and the stories and the illusions. And many of you have heard me talk about Joe Dispenza and um, he has, they've proven scientifically Okay, my friends, that our, the emotional DNA from our ancestors has been passed down to us. All right, I really want you to think about this. So your great, 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 grandmother, grandfather could have had a traumatic thing happen to them, just super traumatic. And that got passed down each generation. Sometimes those things get unlocked within us. And what happens is we, have you ever been afraid of something and you don't know why you're afraid of it? Like some person's just deathly afraid of, of heights and nothing happened to them to make them deathly afraid of heights, but they're deathly afraid of it. Well, you can, you can thank the ancestors for that because likely something occurred to them that was then passed down and was, was um, triggered inside of yourself. And you took that on as being yours. How many of you uh, think that those feelings are actually who you are? And then you shame yourself and you blame yourself and you compare yourself to everybody else? Wow. Recently, I was... Uh, it was, it's crazy because, you know, in, in business, I, I dealt with my fair share of insecurities in the beginning and I worked through it, pushed through it, got my badass on and just went to town and just made an impact. And, uh, since my divorce over, it's been now a year and a half since my separation or something like that. I'm not counting, but, uh, since then I had developed, uh, in, in insecurity in, in my relationship with my boyfriend and I, I was, as I was witnessing these emotions and these triggers come up inside of me, I was like, who, what is going on? This is not who I am. Right. And then in aspects of myself, I would start shaming myself and like, come on, Christy, come on. You know better than this. You've done this work. Come on, girl. Do you know who you are? You know, I'm trying to self-talk the hell out of all of, you know, what's happening. And, and, um, and then I recognized that I really had to be gentle and I needed to allow what needed to come up um, and that there were traumas that occurred with me in relationship that were incredibly traumatic. And not only for a lot of my life, you know, it just, it kept repeating, okay, until I learned the lesson. So it, it shows up in a different form, disguised as something else, but it's the same feeling and it keeps showing up. It keeps showing up. 
And every time, most of the time I would run away or put a bandaid on it, slap a bandaid on it, run away, go inside, disconnect. Don't give too much of your, don't show too much of yourself because you know what happens when you do that. When you love unconditionally, you know what's around the corner, don't you? When you give your whole self and you hold nothing back, damn, there's going to be something, isn't there? So this is what we have a tendency to begin to believe and drink the Kool-Aid, okay? And we have to be super aware of what's happening because this gets us into cycles and it gets us into um, moving further away from who we actually are. And so how we mask that, you know, those feelings is we'll just cover it up and we'll do tons of personal growth and we'll just slap band-aids on stuff and we'll say it's this and say it's that and we'll busy this ourselves we'll busy ourselves so much that we lose connection with who we actually are because we don't want to look what's surfacing we don't want to look at it and the truth is friends we have to look at it we have to look at what's coming up we have to otherwise you're never going to truly feel authentic you're never going to truly feel connected to who you are meant to be while you're here. Um, and the reason I believe that it's important to continually grow is because each level that we grow to awakens uh, different aspects of ourself and we gain more confidence. And um, it's kind of like, a, it's just like a ladder of evolution. It's like, okay, you become more, you become more, you begin to open your heart more, you begin to manifest more, you begin to, to bring more people into your world that will help you to, to rise and whatever that might be. The problem that, that many people get into is when they're setting goals is that they think that goals are going to uh, fix everything. Well, I'm really going to know who I am when I get to this goal um, and then I'll get the love and respect that I, I, I really want to have. Then my parents will say, good job, well done. You know, pat me on the back and tell me I'm a good little girl or a good little boy. Who are you? You know, I love Tony Robbins when he says, whose love did you crave the most as a child? Your mother or your father's? Really think about whose love, not whose love did you get the most, but whose love did you crave the most? So I really want you to think about whose love you crave the most. And in that craving of love, what did you have to do in order to get love? So a lot of these things play out as adults. For me, my, uh, I had, you know, I had four fathers and, um, my mother was my mother and father. And uh, what I recognized was that when uh, I was achieving, when I was becoming a beauty queen or when I was in a magazine, everyone stopped fighting. There was no more abuse in the house. And I saw my mom happy, where I saw most of her life, she wasn't happy because she was being abused. But this was like, it was like, it was like Disneyland for my family when I was achieving. So in order to feel love and connection from sources, um, 
I felt like, and you know, up until, you know, now I'm 44 years old, I've really uncovered, wow. <laughs> wow. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. You know, I have to be really conscious of that too, because, um, I recognize that even, you know, in my, my partnership with my, my beautiful boyfriend, and I, I, you know, that achiever, like, you know, am I being the best woman I can be, you know, am I just completely being the best I can be to hold that space? And it's just interesting what the programs will do to us. So we, we I encourage you to sit down tonight and really just journal, you know, and understand. So if you can understand the pattern, you can break the pattern. And in the key, what I have found is that I ask myself this question, like, what do I love? What brings me joy? I mean, what do I really love? What really makes me happy? And how, some of you might say, I don't know. No, you, well, it's now time to start paying attention. Okay. So if you're paying attention and um, you see someone on, maybe on Instagram, Instagram is not used. It should not be used for you to compare yourself um, to somebody else's highlight reel. So let's just change that story. Cause a lot of people do a really great job of slash really, you know, um, blaming social media or, or slashing it for, you know, the insecurities we feel we can't put our insecurities on and blame anything or anybody else. It's how we choose to see it. So if you use it as a place of inspiration and you see something you're like, Oh my God, I would love to do that. Oh my gosh, I would love to learn that. I would love to salsa dance. I would love to go surfing. I would love to write a book. I would love, I would love, I would love. Write it down in your journal. Let it be a playground of ideas for you to uncover what sparks you, what ignites you. Go play, you know, not too long. Just when you, when you scroll, you're going to see aspects of people that will inspire you and bring out the best in you. Write that down. The buffet of life is offering you millions and millions of feelings and experiences. And that's how you begin to learn what makes me happy. Okay. When you look for it, you will find it, right? We always find what we're looking for. Some, as, as something as little as, you know, it used to make me incredibly unhappy to do the dishes. <laughs> and uh, my boys didn't like it either. You know, I just like, Arr. And so I was like, how can I bring joy to this? I got to do the freaking dishes. And so uh, I turned on music and I started dancing and I'd start doing dishes and it made the whole experience so much more enjoyable. You know, I, 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 my next hurdle is enjoying folding laundry. I, I, I have this thing where I'll dump, I'll do all the laundry and I throw it in a pile on my floor and it looks like Mount Kilimanjaro, you know? And, and, and it's so funny. I walk by it all the time. I'm like, Oh, isn't that just great? Hi, nice to see you. It's like, I'm going to win. You know, it's like, I'm going to win this battle. It's not folding itself. And every time I lose, uh, but it's the story that I tell myself, you oh, know, I just don't like doing this. So, you know, I, one thing that I'm, I, I, I intend to work on is, is, is to create a new story around folding laundry. And maybe it's playing the gratitude song. And every time I fold clothes, I'm thinking of all the things I'm grateful for. And, um, and that was really th healing for me. Actually, I did a gratitude hike a couple months ago. I was really going through, um, some, uh, you know, really challenging emotional time. And, and I was like, you know, I got to get out of my head. I got to get out of my house. Got to get out of my head. I'm just going to go hike 
And so I went hiking and I said, okay, for this whole hour that I'm hiking, I'm going to just go through everything I'm grateful for, every person. And by the time I was done, my feelings about what I was feeling was gone. And I felt so happy, so alive, so excited. So we just have to reprogram. And because we have neural pathways that we've built and we have emotions built into those neural pathways and it becomes an addiction and we don't even realize it. All right. So, so I really would also to help you guys figure out what it is you want. First and foremost, you have to understand where you are. Okay. It would be ridiculous if you, you know, got in your car and said, you know, I want to go somewhere. Um, but you have, you don't go put gas in the car. All right. And you never take it out of a park. You know, you have to, you have to have somewhat of a plan. All right. Being in the flow is beautiful and it's necessary in order to really manifest and attract things into your life. But you really need to know where you're at. So the thing I like to do is I like to think back um, in these seven categories. I really like to kind of, you know, uh, measure where I'm at in these categories. The first one's relationships, the most important relationships. I call it the circle of trust. So these are my kids, um, you know, my partner. They're in the circle. Okay. And then outside the circle are then, you know, the, the next level friends and next level friends. Okay. And um, so you, you really want to ask yourself right now, how happy am I? Okay. Plus or minus in my relationship categories right now. Is it a positive or is it a negative? Okay. So go ahead and write that down, positive or negative. Next thing you're going to look at is career. How happy am I? Positive or negative? Health, positive or negative? Wealth, positive or negative? Fun, positive or negative? Personal growth and uh, spirituality, positive or negative? Um, and then giving back, positive or negative? It's pretty safe to assume that the areas that you're happy in are the areas you're actually growing in and you're putting in your time. But the, but the, but the deal is, is typically for a lot of women, we just, we give to everything else. And then if there's anything left over, we'll give to ourselves. This has been passed down ancestrally. I mean, big time, right? And this is where we really need to wake up because this is what, why you don't know who you are and why you, you're really not loving the space that you're in because you've disconnected with your source. You've disconnected with your connection to the source. And for each of you, many of you have different uh, religious backgrounds, spiritual backgrounds, whatever it might be that's yours and yours only. It's important though to recognize that that connection with that source is and should be your number one. It's in those times when you're connecting you're meditating, you're being mindful, you're praying, you're really allowing space for downloads. What I love about meditation is meditation is a time for downloads from, from God and the universe and prayer is asking for what you want. Why would you just ask for what you want and not have download time? It's kind of ridiculous, right? Because the download time is telling you how to get what it is you're praying for. See where we've missed that one? That's, that's a biggie. A lot of people miss that one. It's necessary. And, you know, after your connection there, um, it's important then to, 
take care of your yourself, reading your books, doing your personal, your growth and your development, putting good things into your body, putting great things onto your body. This is a form of self-love. Self-love is, is pertinent. Okay. This is what I love teaching women. This isn't about let's look like a Kardashian and let's, you know, you know, schlep makeup all over ourselves and look, you know, show our butts off on Instagram all the time and look at how hot we are. Like, come on women, let's, we need to stand up for some class, you know, right. And show some grace and honor the feminine body without, you know, making it so sexual. It's like, you know, you know, sexuality is beautiful, but if you're doing certain things to get attention from men, this is where we have to stop because so many young women are struggling, not only young women, but women in general, because they're looking at these experiences and they're thinking, I can't be like that. I can't do that. And unfortunately, our men are also not standing up and saying, hey, listen, we're just going to tell you that's not sexy. You know, what's sexy is a classy woman who's confident, you know, loves herself, honors her body. There's, to me, I have no problem with, with you know, it showing our beauty in our body. We should. We should be proud of our body. If you have curves, no curves, doesn't matter. Cellulite, hell damage, I don't care. You should be proud of it. But it's when we exploit ourselves for affection, connection, and love. And this is where, you know, I'm going to encourage all of you as, as women to really dig into honoring your body, honoring your body, honoring those curves, honoring every aspect of it. Allow, give other women permission. Give other women permission. You know, I like to go get my hair done. I like to get some lashes in. I like to go do these different things but I can also let my hair go gray and not do it and pee in the woods. Okay. I don't need it to feel fulfilled. I like to play dress up. It's fun to be a girl. It's fun to feel beautiful, right? Whatever that means for you. For some, it's like, you know, I I would never feel beautiful putting on lashes. I feel beautiful in my sweats and my tank top barefooted. That is beautiful. Be beautiful. Be whatever that is for you. And, and, and you don't have to fit into a mold. I encourage you not to just be yourself. So, um, you know, wealth, wealth is very much tied to money. I'm talking about financial wealth, but financial wealth and self-love are very, very, very uh, much tied together. So if you feel like you are lacking uh, in financial independence in your life, it's likely because you are lacking self-love and also to allow others to love me. Anybody have a hard time with allowing others to love them? Right? We, we can give love. Oh, I'm the best lover. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh, I am a great lover. But then, and, and, and it's like, wait, it's okay, you know, to allow, to allow the love in. We must. We must. You will find this category in your life. Your wealth category will will start to really surprise you. Um, things that you never thought could happen will begin to happen when you begin to really love yourself. Fun is so important. I just recognize that I've always took my life so seriously. You know, I now it's recognizing I want to laugh, whatever that is. I want to laugh. I want to laugh. I want to watch comedies. Uh, when I do watch tele, you know, a movie, I want to watch things that make me laugh and feel good. 
I want to not take myself so seriously. I want to explore. Where do you want to travel? What do you want to do? Do you want to be spontaneous? Does that light your fire? That totally lights my fire, you know? Um, so what's fun for you? And then your personal, your personal growth. Um, are you happy there? Is it a plus or minus sign? And then giving back plus or minus. And so if you want to change these areas of your life, what are you going to have to do? I mean, this is all common sense. You need to, you need to put more time in these areas. Okay. Put more time into those areas. Get very intentional. Look at it every day. Check in with yourself every day, every week, every month. Okay. Am I on target? Am I doing the things that I need to do to get the results that I want to get in my life? Am I being consistent with my effort? What we are today comes from our thoughts of yesterday and our present thoughts build our life for tomorrow. A good friend of mine shared that with me and I thought, I'm going to write that one down, Melissa, and I'm going to, I'm going to share that with everyone. What we are today comes from our thoughts of yesterday and our present thoughts build our life tomorrow. If I'm going to change anything, I have to be conscious of what's going on in my head. Okay. So when you recognize a negative thought, anybody here have a negative thought today? <laughs> negative feelings? Me too. And my girlfriend said, brilliant woman, I uh, was hanging out with her today. She said, you know, um, this man that I work with, he told me um, something really powerful to do when I have these negative thoughts. And he said, you've got to create new neural pathways. So just observe the negative thought. And then what you need to do is you need to go create the opposite story from the negative thought and spend 10 minutes with the new story. This is how you will reprogram and rewire your brain. So please stop beating yourself up thinking something's wrong. The mind just repeats the day before, the day before, the day before. And it's a record player of even what our family and our partners and the people we love have spoken into us. So it's hate or mean things have been spoken into us. What's going to be on repeat and what's going to be on repeat with what you say to yourself. All right. So if you really want to be your authentic self, we really need, we must begin to pay attention and be aware of what's going on in the head. We can truly self-improve our way out of just about every situation, right? And none of us enjoy the struggle. I mean, there are some people that do enjoy the struggle. I'm learning to, uh, to be that person that's like, oh, yay, I feel like crap right now. Yeah, that, that darkness is coming up to the surface. This is great. I'm so excited. Let's get to work. Woo! Yeah, I'm working on that. But typically it goes more like this. Oh gosh, no, it's another test. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. You got it, girl. You can make it through this. You got this. That's usually what it goes like for me, okay? I, I, I'm not there quite there yet in saying, oh, thank you, God, for just slamming me against the wall one more time to learn this lesson. We have to begin to know our, our limits and our boundaries too and, and be really kind to ourselves. Really stop doing what you don't want to do. If people ask you to do things 
and expect you to do things and you yes ma'am everything and you don't want to do it because you're afraid of what they're going to say or that they're going to think you're not a nice person, you have to stop stop because this is not a form of self-love. You can kindly say, oh, thank you so much for asking me. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to decline. I have other plans or thanks for asking me. Um, but it's just not in alignment right now with, with, with my path and what it is that I'm, you know, working on, but I appreciate, uh, your, your, your kindness and wanting me to be involved and asking me to be a part of what it is you're doing. Or you, you, there has to be a boundary that you draw personal boundaries, ladies and boys, Stop letting the world define what your days look like. You define it. You teach people how to treat you. It's not somebody else's fault. If they treat you bad, you're, you've allowed them in your vortex. You've allowed them in your energy frequency. You've allowed them in your world. Sometimes, though, when something feels really heavy in our life, we may need to sit with it for a little while. Okay. How many of you get, how many of you are runners when something comes up and you just want to run? Okay. I used to be a runner. Oh yeah. Used to be a runner. And, uh, now when something comes up, it comes up and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, okay. All right. Okay. Your brain's a muscle. You got to reprogram it. You got it. And, and listen, trauma is a prevalent vehicle for awakening. It is profound, all right? Trauma is, it can be very good for your healing, all right? And, and you're looking at Christy, listen, there was nothing good about that trauma. That Listen, I've had lots of trauma too, lots of trauma, PTSD, all that yummy stuff that they want to title. Uh, uh, but at the end of the day, I am who I am and who I am becoming because of the hard because of the dark, because of the shadow, because of these people or these incidences that were traumatic or hard. It's helped me to align with more of who I truly am. Sometimes we just have to bear what is unbearable, bear it. Because everything's truly bearable. If you want to read a fabulous book called Man's Search for Meaning and really learn what unbearable is and what a man who got put into a Nazi concentration camp and all of his family was killed and he survived and lived to tell about it and he did it because of his psychology and the way he chose to see what was happening to him. It's important for us to ride, you know, the waves when these things are occurring for us. Not pushing so much and running or running, just allowing and recognizing and appreciating just what it is, what's coming up. Appreciating. Our circumstances oftentimes do tempt us to protect our heart, don't they? And when we protect our heart, that keeps us from being in our truest, most authentic self. The other way that we can actually move out of our false self, which is our ego, is to do compassionate acts every single time. 
So when you recognize that you're in yourself, you're in your head and you are playing a victim and you're scared, you're afraid, you're alone, you're insecure, whatever emotion it is that comes up as we all experience. And I vulnerably share with you all the time, you know, I experience these things still and I, and I work every day on recognizing them and not being a victim to them and not saying, Oh, look at my badge of of insecurities and all my wounds. (laughs) Aren't I great at being wounded? No, but so many people do do that. Don't they? They just wear their problems right here. Oh, look at my problems. Look at that. No, it's about really saying, okay, I recognize I'm in my false self. I'm not in my truest authentic self. So if I just reach out and I'm compassionate and I help another soul, this immediately takes you out of your false self and you put you into your true authentic self. I love what Ram Dass says. He says, most people are afraid to look at what is. They feel like they will break. It is too much for who they think they are, but not too much for who they truly are. You know, there's suffering in our universe everywhere right now, pretty dramatically, right? People are losing their jobs. Um, they've lost family members, um, they've lost business. We've had people lose, um, themselves. And yet we've also had a lot of beautiful things come from this experience we've all, uh, shared together. Um, it's the yin and yang in life. And so we have to be, uh, open to trusting that the suffering is necessary for the evolution. For, our, for us to unite as one and for us to become one and for us to make the shifts in this planet that need to happen, we must absolutely go through this process. It's humbling. A good friend of mine said, you know, it's a quick drop from the penthouse to the outhouse, isn't it? Quick drop. Many of you were living in the penthouse of life. You go to the grocery store without a mask on, never even think twice about how convenient it was, right? Now we walk out, we have to wear a mask. We go to the store, we wear a mask. We're not able to see people's mouths. We're not able to connect with them as much. Everyone's guarded. We have a new appreciation for humanity. We have a new appreciation for when we actually are able to move from this space, we're able to see each other again. We won't ever take that for granted again, now will we? I know I won't. So are you contributing to the problem? It's a big question you need to ask yourself. What are you transmitting? Are you a part of the web of compassion? Are you a part of the web of hurt? Are you a part of the web of anger? Are you a part of the web of love? What web do you want to be a part of? There's many different webs and we can get angry and we can be a part of that. And we're going to create more things to be angry about. You can be a part of love and trust that I have no control of what's happening in the universe right now. I'm going to go with it. I want to flow with it. I want to do my work. I want to take responsibility for being a lighthouse in the shadows. That is my responsibility. My only responsibility here. So recognize what's pulling you into your greatness is a good sign that you are in alignment with what your soul's craving, okay? 
Trust that your emotional guidance system knows what to do. Listen to it. When you have resistance, when you feel resistance, when you don't feel love and unconditional love and peace, you are out of flow with who you truly are. One day we'll look back and we'll say, whoa, wow, now look at our world. Now look at my life. Wow, so much beauty came from that. So much transformation came from that. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. But in order for us as a consciousness, as a unified consciousness, to really, 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 really begin to change, we have to first change ourselves. We've heard Gandhi say that. Be the change you wish to see in the world, right? So are you taking responsibility for the energy that you bring in? Your job's not to be responsible for anybody else unless you have small children. Your job's to do the work on you and to recognize when you are in your false self and your false ego. And if you are putting someone else down or shaming someone else or blaming someone else or comparing yourself, you are in your ego. You are not in your true self. Get back on course. And through these teachings of what I've shared with you today, and as you, I hope that you practice it, because if we practice it, we get better at it. And then we all become teachers. We get, that's where we create the ripple. I'm just one person. I can't do it alone. Let's continue the work. All right, my friends. I, I love you all so very much.